So welcome back to Top 4, everybody. Uh, this week we are talking about, this is this is a tricky category to define, but we decided to talk about our Top 4 childhood console games. Yeah, because we wanted to restrict it in some way, but our choices um, were kind of being tricky and unrestrictable because we wanted to jump around between different consoles. So we didn't want to pick specifically consoles because I don't think we could pick four out of like every single one. Although I guess if you twisted our arm, I guess we'd have to. But um, <laughs> since it's our show, we're making up the rules and we are picking a whole bunch of stuff that I guess ranged from our childhood gaming experiences of the late 80s through the 90s. Um, kind of into the time when we kind of stopped playing games because we got like friends and stuff. Well, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like for me, like, you know, because we're restricting this to console games specifically. So so this kind of this era for me ended um, mostly when I went to college but you know, and I started really just playing computer games. Um, and, but that even bled into like late high school. The, the last console I had as a child was a Sega Genesis. Like that, that was wow. the only console I really? had. We've always had console games, pretty much all of them, because my dad really liked playing. Right. So right. he was cool with getting them. We never had to like wait really for Christmas that I can remember. They just were kind of there all the time. Um, advantage to having a parent who was also into the games. <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of fell out of them when I started going to high school and getting really busy with clubs and stuff to do that I just couldn't play. And then my brother was coming up. Um, he's five years younger than me. So he started playing a lot of like the Nintendo 64 games. So I didn't really get that into those because he was playing them um, the majority of the time. So see, we, I actually had a, a lot of time on N64s. I just like all my friends had the N64, but mm -hmm. I didn't. So I didn't get into like yeah. friend gaming until uh, Starcraft. And so we started playing... <laughs> Um, computer games with friends. Oh, TA is so much better than StarCraft. Oh, All right, sorry, so. I didn't know. <laughs> you, you picked the wrong team on that one. I didn't know. It just happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so... So basically, we're talking about like our, our top four console games from roughly the 8 and 16-bit era. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually have... I, I don't know if you want to start with um, things that didn't make your list quite. I have two honorable mentions that I wanted to include. Oh, I have a bunch of honorable mentions, too. But before we say that, I think that we wanted to say that because we came to this category because our son is four now, well, four and a half, and he's been really enjoying watching us play through a whole bunch of these older games. He watched um, us play through the Marios, the Sonics, the Zeldas, and we can only emulate up to um, Super Nintendo. So I think that that is why we are kind of picking this games that we have recently been remembering because we've been having fun reliving them with him yeah and so. he's really into them he is really into them he can't quite play them yet but he is an avid watcher which i'm very proud of yeah and it's nice that you know playing through these old games it's really nice to to rediscover them now to kind of look back on them with with a critical adult eye also and to to really see how great most of them are and they really you know these not not every game that we've like you know I have a whole lot of Genesis and Super Nintendo and NES uh, ROMs that we play here uh, on the Apple TV emulator and uh, 
many of them don't hold up at all. Many no. of them, you know, are in the past and should stay in the past. Um, but but some of the really great ones are are still really great even by today's standards. You know, they don't the, the graphics don't look as good, but you stop paying attention to that after the first thirty seconds, and then you just enjoy how fun the game is, and it's it's pretty great. All right, so uh, honorable mentions, the ones that didn't make your list. I have two here. Uh, do you want to start, or should I? Ugh, I've been flip flopping around my number three and four anyway, and I have a whole <laughs> bunch of honorable mentions. One is going to confuse and stupefy you. Okay. Uh, the other ones, you'll probably, you might have the same one. I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, but we, I think yeah. it's something that we should emulate with Adam, actually. Oh, not not mine. Ne- neither of my honorable mentions should be emulated with Adam. Uh, one of mine definitely should. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll bring that one up first. F-Zero. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But which one? The N64 or the Super Nintendo? Uh, the one where it's like do 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 do. I mean, it's, you're probably referring to the Super Nintendo one. That yeah, that one. Yeah, Super Nintendo is probably the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, is it Super Nintendo? Yeah, I guess it was the same one with the Super Scope. Yeah, yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, the N64 one was was also pretty good, but most people didn't have it. It seemed like everybody had the Super Nintendo. Yeah, one. I'm picturing the cartridge right now, and it was a Super Nintendo one. It was awesome. My brother and I and my dad played that game a lot on weekends. It was so much fun, and I can pretty much remember all of the theme songs when you're like coming up to the star. I could I hear that game it was great it was a really fun racing game um it was unlike anything that we've seen very often at the time and the music was super catchy and it was a little tricky i liked going through all the power-ups mm-hmm. and um, making the jumps and stuff so it was a great game for me because i remember with having fun with my family and i also think it was a pretty fantastic racing game yeah i mean I, I didn't have a lot of time with it because, as I mentioned, I only had a Genesis for most of my uh, – for all of my childhood, uh, really, until I went to college and played PCs for a while. And then after college, I started buying a couple old consoles. But, it, you know, during during my whole childhood, I, I could only play non-Genesis games at friends' houses. So I was really limited by what my friends had and were willing to play with me. So that's why, like, I have seen almost none of the single-player Nintendo games, like the RPGs and everything. I've seen very little of those. Man. So most of my Nintendo experience is the multiplayer stuff and and the Mario games that everybody had, of course. Yeah, we owned F-Zero and, like, a whole bunch of others and, of course, you know, the big popular ones, of course. But we also rented games a lot at the video store <laughs> that was an expensive luxury we didn't have <laughs> it uh we would you know we would go and we would get a family movie or something for the weekend and then my, you know when my brother and i were both old enough to play these games that we would we would rent a game for the weekend as well which was also really fun so we got to play all of like the simpsons games that why would you buy them oh, but they, they were, were so super bad. fun to rent so bad yeah it was like it was like renting all like the garbage candy <laughs> and you got to just like get a sugar high on them for the weekend and then send them back because no one actually wants to finish those games. No, nobody even wants to start them. <laughs> All right. So my number, my first honorable mention that didn't quite make my list, um, it ties into what I was just saying, but only having a Genesis. Uh, it is street fighter two for the super Nintendo. Yeah. We can't play that with, more, with, uh, with, with Adam. Adam. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, street fighter two, you know, I, I don't know how many of our listeners were around, uh, playing video games in 1992 but if you were, this game like swept the video game playing world. It was a phenomenon. Is I this mean, the one that's fight? Yeah, and it has like you know Ryu and Ken and Chun Li, like all the, like it's like this game. Oh, the chick with all the boobs and the the, the 
Luke it's did. all the legs that you're thinking of, but it's oh, that's like right, she move. choked people. Yeah. Uh, okay, right? I you might be thinking of some something else that's maybe not appropriate for no. a video game show, but <laughs> no, the booby lady with the with the legs. That she, she yeah, she had like the million leg kick. Like it looks like she had all the legs. Like I thought she jumped on someone's head and strangled them with her thighs. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't play as her often, so I don't know if that was. I don't remember if that was one of her moves. Anyway, uh, so Street Fighter Two. I mean, as I said, like it, this basically took the world by storm. It, it is kind of like like what we see today when like an iOS game t- t- hits it really big and like everyone you know is playing it. Everyone was playing this, and I and this was especially relevant to me because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, and it didn't come to Genesis for like two years afterwards. It was a long time, and th- I would say Street Fighter Two probably sold more Super Nintendo systems than any other game ever for the Super Nintendo. Like it was a, it, I can't overestimate how much it swept the world and for good reason because it like that that style of fighting game like that was the original that style like that that was the first game to really bring that to people and there it just spawned a genre and now there is that style of game in a million different ways for every possible system that came after that was and, it like in an arcade first and then it came to yes. home consoles yeah but it, i don't remember i mean i didn't go to arcades much like I, I was slightly too young to really hit the arcade um uh, scene like when they were really big um so i didn't i never really saw it on arcade but i know it was an arcade hit beforehand and it, it really took off when it came to home consoles and man it was rough to be a genesis owner at the time when everybody was buying the super nintendo to play that game so yeah i didn't play any of those fighting games i mean i've seen them and stuff but we really didn't have any of those in the house yeah. we were more racing mario yeah zelda family anyway uh my other honorable mention is <laughs> talk about not having having strange games in the house we had this game called vegas dream (laughs) on nes (laughs) and it was like you were in a casino you need to look you need to look up the screenshots do this while i'm talking about it you were in a a casino you show up and you have all the games available to you and then you can like go to the bar and like strange people approach you with like propositions for stuff and you can you know play special players or you can go see a show and they have just like this little like these dancing girls that don't really dance there's just like music playing i don't know why but as a child Like a fairly young child. I don't know. How old would I have been? This looks so bad. We played it upstate in the upstate house. We had, And I would play this all the time. I really liked playing Kino. I, I think that that's how you say it. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> for like any of these games. Right. I just would gamble and bet and play blackjack and yep, there it is and play <laughs> and play roulette and stuff. I loved playing this game i don't know if my parents knew i was playing this game they had to yeah, have it, it was like fairly, in the middle of the uh, house it looks like it's fairly adult themed <laughs> i mean the yeah, graphics are really. terrible but it's... but I re- oh i just remember the music i really love this game i would totally play wow. it again and i think that everyone should kind of look up and we should get this on yeah, the just, emulator just so you can see it i i now i have to i mean like i i really enjoyed vegas dream yeah <laughs> And I'm so not a gambler either, but right, that's I loved why... playing this game when I was probably like eight. I don't know. How old was I? I yeah. Something like that. I mean, 10, 12, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like this is so like when I, one of the games I really enjoyed growing up was California games for the Sega master system that, mm-hmm. cause you could play master system games on the Genesis with this like little, like $15 adapter that sat on top of the Genesis. And I, I got the ROM for that and I tried playing it here it was so bad like and n- not to mention like 
incredibly like sexist and horrible. Well, yeah, but but like it, it, even the gameplay was horrendous by modern standards. That that's one that really did not hold up. This your your Vegas dream for NES. I have a feeling this is going to be that kind of scenario. But I'm pretty sure like <laughs> there are men that come up to you and and you might get married. So I don't think it really. <laughs> <laughs> or women i can't re- i couldn't remember i just remember thinking maybe, maybe I, yeah. I might have been playing as a woman but i don't know when you like leave and you lose all your money and you have to play like the final slot before they kick you out of vegas and all this stuff wow. then you have like this walking away scene where there's these four guys in like suits um you getting bounced y- no you're walking away to the air- airport i bet you it's in the <laughs> screenshots it's uh like guys in in like hats like and um trench coats yeah it sounds like you're getting thrown out by like the mafia is that i don't know well mafia things do come up like <laughs> it, it's just so you got you guys i'm kind of surprised because nintendo for a long time and they still do to some i degree, don't know even know how this game got in my house like i don't know why my dad again it was definitely from my dad but like yeah. it was around and i would play it constantly like, like nintendo used to be a lot more strict than they are now even about um family friendly stuff like everything had to be family friendly like like back speaking of fighting games um when mortal Kombat first came on on nintendo systems uh it, they had to like color the blood i think white or yellow to make it and they, they just called it sweat <laughs> even though it was obviously like the same blood from the genesis version just like a different color well nothing was uh, racy in vegas dream it was just gambling uh, okay <laughs> and like look at even the 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 chorus girls they aren't dressed so bad they have like you know like a bathing suit ish like thing a on beach, with a headdress. A pool scene here. Well, I don't know what that pool scene is. I never saw any pool scene. Uh, yeah, that's looking messed up. All right, it's not messed up. Anyway, Vegas Dream, <laughs> honorable wow. mention. It almost made my list because I played it that much, All but right. I, I didn't. It didn't make my <laughs> list because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> All right, my my second and final honorable mention uh, is Goldeneye for the N sixty four. Ooh, nice. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, this is so again, this is what <laughs> Street Fighter 2 and Goldeneye are not games I'm going to play with Adam, uh, at least not until he's much older and playing way more violent games. And these would be like the tame ones that I try to lure him back to reality with. Uh, but yeah, Goldeneye for N64. Uh, this this came out in 97. And this was I, I was in high We were both in high school during this time. All my friends had this. The N64 was the first console that came with four controller ports. And that really helped it with like local multiplayer, like multiplayer in the same room with the N64 was amazing. And it was it was one of the first systems that was powerful enough to really do that well, to actually have four, four player split screen and do that reasonably well. And two games really define this for, for the time. You know, I know later on Smash, Smash Brothers happened, but that was kind of after my time. The first two games to really define this were Mario Kart 64 and GoldenEye 64. Mario Kart, we had a lot of time with that, but ultimately GoldenEye, we had, we spent much more time with, and that game sold so many controllers. <laughs> like that, that game, everyone I knew, every high school kid I knew at that time was playing of of both genders, by the way, was playing that game constantly. Like every weekend, almost every night, we'd go to somebody's house for like a year and a half and play Goldeneye. That was like the thing we did. Every time there was a family party at our house, we would the kids would all go upstairs and play Goldeneye. Yeah, that's what everyone would play, and because it was great, because a lot of people, you know, relative to other games, could play all together, and you wouldn't have to wait that long before you kind of like got rotated in exactly yeah and that i mean you know now there are much more advanced games of of like you know the general four player like shooter you know first person shooter on a console and you know things have gotten much better since then but goldeneye was really the first one to do that well did you play the single player 
I did actually not again not often because I can only do it at friends' houses, but I did play it and it was decent. I only got like a little bit of the way through before I got kind of tired of it. Again, this was when I was older and mm-hmm. kind of falling out of games. My brother was starting to play a lot more at this time in the '64 era, but yeah, I mean, I, I played some of it. I liked it. <laughs> the other, the other thing in typical Marco fashion, I I played through the entire single player game and played the multiplayer game quite a lot years before I ever saw the movie. <laughs> so like when i saw the Aww. movie I, I was like oh i know where this is like oh you just walked on this hallway and there's a guy there <laughs> yeah that, oh that there's was... a gun hidden oh this is where the uh, crossbow is yep exactly <laughs> it's up on that hill <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so finally let's move on to our number four picks all right so you were talking about honorable mentions mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about this in <sighs> okay <laughs> i wanted to put a mario kart on my list mm-hmm. because i my brother and i had a great time together playing mario kart and so it was a a important game but again it was a lot later that we started to play mario kart so i think it's gonna i'm gonna bump it back to my honorable mentions because mario kart 64 was way better than the original mario kart yeah but we played both so all right yeah okay i'm i feel good that's in the honorable mentions moving on my number four you're gonna die you're just gonna you're just gonna stop breathing for a second and i'm gonna have to revive you it's Mario 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> that game is terrible. I know it's terrible. I know. Oh, my God. You know why I it's really like It's not even like a real Mario game. It is. But listen, it's it's his dream. They fixed it. They it's explained his, like, it away. It's his fever dream. Yeah, it's his fever drug-induced dream. He ate too many mushrooms and he went to oh sleep and God. he had this crazy dream. Anyway, let me say my reason I'm not saying anything. The reason I was also debating putting Mario Kart in here, Mario 2 was the first time I got to play as a girl. Playing as a female character in a game that I already knew, that was why I loved it. I loved playing as Princess Peach. Like, I didn't care about princesses and all of that stuff. I just really cared that I got to play as a female character. And I remember being like that being exciting to me even as a little kid and i would only play as her Mm -hmm. and again it wasn't because she was pink or in a dress or anything like that it was just because she was a she and i felt like i could i don't know i just i loved that i loved that i could pick the different characters and even though it was kind of fever dreamy i remember playing it (laughs) a lot and it was right around the time that I was getting good and, and into games. So it was a game that like I felt like I could play. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel good. I feel good about it being my number four. It was almost wow. my number three. I almost oh, moved geez. it up in the ranks. All right. Well, I'm glad you left it there at least. No. I, I mean, that you gave good reasons. That is, you know, that's a perspective that, was that an I important don't have. Th- that was an important thing for me. Of you course. Know, it was. Yeah. Like that makes, it, the way you explain it, that makes a lot of sense. And I wouldn't have thought of that, obviously, because I didn't, you know, have that same perspective growing up. Uh, right. Because men yeah. have the luxury of not ever thinking that, like, the game right. is this game going to be made for me? Well, it usually right. is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but so for me at that time, that was just that was great for a little girl who likes to play games. And I was I was a young I was a very young girl who liked to play these games that I was playing with my dad, you know, like. Yeah. So, so that was good. That was really good. And I actually like how weird it is. I just recently replayed <laughs> it with Adam. It's super weird. There's like strange mice and three-headed the, snakes. That and, was the only Mario or Sonic game that I refused to play with. I tried. And I love I, this. I got the, like one one <laughs> level in, and I was like, I was like, no. And I, I I even played Sonic Spinball, 
and I refused to play. Oh, I started remembering where all the secrets were. I love the ice level. The ice level's so great with those little like bees that look like they have skis on, and oh, they're so cute. And then the whales, it's awesome. Oh, actually, no, I I misspoke. There were two Mario Sonic games that I refused to play with Adam. Uh, I, I I did play through and complete Sonic Spinball, but I did not play Mario Two. And for you know, I, I bailed out after I think two levels. <laughs> I also bailed out after two levels of Sonic 3D Blast, which is also terrible. Yeah. Oh, and man, for Mario Two, I love that desert level. I just could dig for days. Like I just wanted to like dig <laughs> the whole level and make sure there there was no sand left. That was like a I don't know what that would be. Mar- I mean, Mario Two, like all the Mario games are acid trips. But Mario Two, it like takes it. Mario Two makes all the other ones seem like IBM. I I love everything. Come on, that like funny looking cactus. It's so random. Everything is so crazy random. Yeah. There's like pumpkins and turnips and oh my! I just I love how weird it is. It's so weird. Oh, it's so bizarre. Jumping spiders. Oh man! It's all right. All over the place. <laughs> Mario Two. Congratulations forever. on that interesting pick. Well, um, I'm gonna get a T-shirt and wear it. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, my number four is probably the most boring opposite of that I could have possibly picked. Because <laughs> Mario 2 is the most exciting ever. Oh, well, it's wacky, that's for sure. My number four is Tetris for the NES. Ooh, Tetris is a really good one. Tetris uh, is a really good one. This was 1989, this came out. Uh, it, Tetris has an interesting history. The, the game actually existed a couple years before that, but I think what made it big and well-known was the NES and then Game Boy versions. Um, so Tetris, I mean... It is timeless. And again, Tetris, you know, like like Street Fighter 2, Tetris really defined an entire genre that really hadn't been done before. Um, and it is it is so infectious. It is so compelling. Like, Tetris is playable by everybody. Like, whether you're barely even a gamer at all or whether you're not a gamer at all, uh, all the way up to, like, if you're, like, a pro game competitor. There are, like, Tetris tournaments, like, really intense competition with, like, really customized special versions of it. This game has gone everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It is on every possible computing platform that can run it. Even, like, flip phones, which had almost nothing, would almost always have Tetris available for them. Uh, graphing, like, I had, I had it on my graphing calculator in high school. That's, like, Tetris is everywhere. Our son, what did he call it? The city game? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> building up cute. these big towers of blocks. Yeah, I mean, Tetris is everywhere. I spent a lot of time playing it, mostly on my graphing calculator. <laughs> but it is it is a great game. And I feel, unfortunately, uh, in, in the current era of most casual gaming happening on touchscreens, it's kind of a shame because Tetris sucks on touchscreens. You really need a D-pad and buttons to do it well. And there are iPhone versions, but they're not very good for that reason. Uh, I do kind of miss Tetris in my in my modern casual gaming in the the rare times that happens because it's almost, you know, I'm always doing it on an iPhone or an iPad and Tetris just has no, no place on a touchscreen. At least you have this cool Tetris light, Tetris light that we got you for Father's Day. That's true, yeah. Oh, also I wanted to mention Tetris is so good. Not only did it define a genre, but the things, the other entries in the genre are themselves often so good they could have made my list. Like I put... Um, dr mario as a potential like amazing tetris like game like you know if not for tetris dr mario wouldn't certainly wouldn't exist um also uh poyo poyo which i played as dr robotnik's mean bean machine that game is amazing it's so fun and especially multiplayer like on both dr mario and poyo poyo the and like these these are really kind of tetris kind of spinoffs 
both of them amazing games in themselves not to mention the amazingness of the original tetris like it's again it's like this historic ubiquitous timeless game uh that spawns an entire category of other amazing games like that can't that can't go past without getting on my list awesome that's a really good pick i totally forgot about tetris honestly all right let's do our sponsor while we're while we are here we're sponsored this week by Casper. Casper is a company that's focused on sleep. They've created one perfect mattress that they sell directly to consumers, eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with retailers and showrooms and passing that savings directly onto the consumer. The award-winning Casper mattress was developed by them in-house with a sleek design, and it's delivered in an impossibly small box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Now, an in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It's an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. This combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create a mattress that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its its breathable design helps you to regulate your temperature throughout the night rather than just being like super hot from sweaty foam. Now, mattresses usually can cost well over $1,500 for high quality. But Casper mattresses cost just $500 for a twin, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. These prices are incredible values for the quality you're getting here. And these are all made in America. Now, buying a Casper mattress, it sounds kind of weird to buy a mattress on the internet. So they they know this. So they're they're taking care of you here. They offer free delivery and free returns to the U.S. and Canada with a 100-night home trial. So if you don't love it, you call them up and they will actually send somebody to come pick it up at your house and give you a full refund. So there's no risk here. A 100-night home trial. If you don't like it, they will pick it up and give you a full refund. They understand the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to be spending a third of your life on it. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash top four and using coupon code top four. Terms and conditions do apply. Once again, $50 towards any mattress purchase, casper.com slash top four, code top four. Thank you so much to Casper for supporting this show. All right, so let's move on to our number three picks. What's your number three? All right, my number three is The Legend of Zelda, which is the original Zelda game on the NES. Came with a gold cartridge? Yes, you got to have the gold cartridge. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, why live? Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I love this game. It was the first time I, or anybody, I guess, has encountered the Zelda uh, franchise <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> and again it, it's a it's very much rooted in my childhood and i remember playing it a lot i remember not getting very far and i remember calling up my grandmother all the time for <laughs> all of the tips on where to like which bush to burn to get the secret staircase to go down and get like you know the the partial heart from the guy that brings back fantastic memories my grandma was actually a really big gamer when it came to the Zelda games and the Final Fantasy games, which I never got into, but she did. So all of the grandkids would always be calling up grandma for the tips and tricks on how to get past stuff because she'd stay up late playing all these games and my grandfather would yell at her, uh, Norma, come up to bed. Stop playing that Zelda. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Shout out to my grandma, Legends of Zelda. I recently just played through it with Adam and he really loved it and he loved it so much that he wants to be Link for Halloween. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that is an achievement I have unlocked. And oh, absolutely. I, I'm going to get a badge for that one when I make his adorable little Zelda costume. <laughs> I can't wait. So Legends of Zelda, it was very hard. It wasn't that long of a game. 
but it was tricky. I just really like the the dungeon concept. I really like the foraging concept, and I think that and uh, you know gaining pieces of equipment to better your journey. So this was the first time I had a game like that that I really um, attached to. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a big fan of the franchise, and probably not as much as Syracuse because I eventually stopped playing them at around Wind Waker. Because I could not stand sailing all those stupid boats all over the place. It was so damn boring. (laughs) Anyway, Legend of Zelda, number four. Solid pick. Thanks. I'm going to go with another game from that uh, time period. Uh, That's uh, my number four, or my number three, rather, is Super Mario Bros. 3. You know the the Mario series overall is excellent, but but to me there there are there are a couple of really clear standouts here. And Mario three is is one of them. This is considered by many people to be like one of the best games ever made. So I'm not alone here. Um, Mario three at the time it, this was a huge leap forward in platform games. Long live Mario two. Sorry, no, no. <laughs> God no. Um, I like how it combined. How it was, I think, one of the first major platform games to incorporate the level map mm-hmm. and to have the map be like kind of a, a mini game in itself. You could like, you know, you could like find hidden areas in the map. You could go around and the Hammer Brothers moved. Yeah, the Hammer Brothers moved. The ship moved. You could skip certain levels optionally. You could choose like if you really hated like you know level one three, but you could do level one four. You could you could go around and kind of skip one of them. Who would do um, four? That's that was the floating one. Everyone I know, actually, would skip that. Yeah, four was the worst one. That was the one everyone skipped. I know. Yeah, four. <laughs> I, w- when I was playing through with Adam, uh, I I made myself a rule that I had to play all the levels, and that was one I regret immediately. Was like <laughs> getting to level one four, like oh god, I have to finish this. But I did. I did finish. I I, I didn't use any uh, warping and played every level in the game. I did like the warping whistle aspect of that game and all the secret stuff. Oh yeah, I mean that I, was fun. Although Mario One had had warping whistles too, or warping at least uh, warping pipes. But um, yeah, you had to find this. Yeah, yeah, you can go above. Yeah, the, yeah, and then you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but but overall, like Mario Three, I, I really think it added so much dimension to this game. It, it introduced the the items and the inventory that persisted between levels. You could have like special items and choose to use them. Like oh, this level I could really use like you know a star for the first little quick scene full of Hammer Brothers. I can get right through that. You know, it, it, it and and the items were very varied. Like. And more varied than than most other Mario games that I've ever played. Um, maybe all of Mario games I've ever played. Like so, like you know even like Mario World like had way fewer items and power ups. You know Super Mario Three had just a, a ridiculous amount of stuff. I loved <laughs> all the suits you could wear. Exactly. Yeah, that was so much fun. It was the raccoon suit, and what's the one where it like froze you? That was the the uh, Tanuki suit. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I also never, liked I riding like in those boots. Yeah, that, yeah. There's like one level <laughs> in World so Five. Cute. It's the boot level, and it's like it's so fun. <laughs> Ugh, I love the boot level. Like there, there's so many things in Mario Three like that where it's like you just get like one level of something really cool, or like like I mentioned uh, somewhere else before, like the Hammer Brother suit, the, the Sledgehammer suit is one of the mm-hmm. power ups. You only you're lucky if you get one in the game. Generally, you'll, you'll you'll get like one at most. I think the most they'll give you is two. And the Sledgehammer suit is amazing. You can kill everything in the game, including like. You know things like the like the thwomps, the big rocks that fall mm-hmm. on you in the castles. Like you can kill everything with sledgehammers; they're so fun. But they only give you like one of these suits in the game, so you have it until you get hit, and then it's just gone. That's all right. Well, that's that's all you get. Like the boot in World of Five, like this whole other mechanic that's only in one level. And again, if you get hit, it's just over, and they no, don't use it anywhere else in the game. No, but you can find another boot. You have to kick the dudes out of the boot. Well, yeah, but only in that one level. Yeah, and yeah, only, only in the one level. And those dudes are only in one part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> like it's. They, there's so many of these little these little I like intricacies. the cat the ships too. You have to chase mm-hmm. the ship around. Yeah, they it's fly just, around yeah. the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Mario Three is so 
intricate and and also a very big game consider because like this is back you know back then in in the uh, in the old consoles they were very limited by how much memory the cartridges had because cartridge memory was very expensive so they had to fit the game into very small memory and that was often one of the main limiting factors in how long game could be so any game that that managed to be on on an affordable cartridge that was also very long and had lots of levels was was pretty impressive and pretty rare uh and and mario 3 just like if, if you look at all the other games for the nes and how good they are and how good their graphics are how good their sound and music is compare any other nes game to mario 3 and you're just like man i, I it's amazing they fit this game on the nes it was. It was a huge... I don't even think I played through the entire game because I would just use the warping whistles. <laughs> you should play through it without them. It's fun. Yeah, I should. It, they're very hard. They're harder than you remember because you don't have the muscle memory you used to yeah. when you were a kid and you're just like, let me just fly through this section. And you're so good at it. And now I feel like I'm an old, feeble person like falling over my thumbs <laughs> because I can't recreate what I used to be able to do so second-natured you know yeah. that muscle memory is just gone and you, you get back it, into it yeah it, it, like i i was terrible it's embarrassing how bad you are at first though yeah i was terrible for like the you first being me. week or so <laughs> but uh but after about a week i i, I kind of got back into it mm-hmm. okay i should try it because i really did like mario 3 i it's played a, a lot game. of that it was great and it, it really holds up yeah all right what's your uh number two right yeah number two i'm going with super mario world because okay. that game was a game changer. Anyway, so... Uh, any- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Shh. laughs> Dork. Anyway, so I loved this game. It was so much fun to go through all the worlds and find the secret passages. I love the cute little ghosts. There's so, all the little boos and the big boo. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding all of the different things and then at the end, changing, spoiler, changing the world all different colors and this the star levels and the different color Yoshis. There was just so much going on in this game. And when you first step into this game, the first time you turn it on and picture yourself as like you just came off of NES games Mm -hmm. and now the Super Nintendo shows up and you put this game in and you are Mario on top of a little Yoshi pretty much eating this adorable little fruit <laughs> off of these trees and everything's so bright and everything's so colorful and it's all like candy it looks like it just looks like visual video game candy and you're a kid and you are just ready to devour the entire thing because it it was just so joyful and wonderful and in addition to the joy and the wonder of the game it was hard and it was challenging and you had to think about stuff and you had to go through secret spots and it was it was just really great and i have really good memories of this game and it was kind of i was of the age where i could accomplish more in a game so this is mm. probably one of the first games that i played all the way through by myself as you know as it being a new game you know some of the older games i of course went back and played through when i was a little bit older but this was the first one that I could play through right away when it first came out. So yeah, Super Mario World. So great. And I just love every part of it. Solid pick. Thanks. All right. My number two, and this is kind of a weird one. I, I wasn't sure if this counted, but because it's top four, I'm going to make it count. Um, this is Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic 3 locked on. So <laughs> most people don't 
weren't aware of this because this wasn't <laughs> ver- a very big hit, I don't think. But uh, but Sonic <laughs> so and Knuckles weird. was was like kind of the last good Sonic game for the Genesis, the last like traditional styled one at least. So it had it was a cartridge that went into the Genesis, but on top of the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge was a second cartridge slot, and you could put Sonic Two or Sonic Three on top of the cartridge, making this tremendous stupid looking pile. And then it would basically add Knuckles into those games. So you could play as Knuckles through Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. And Sonic Sonic 3 was kind of a half game because th- Sonic 2, this was like made independently. But when Sonic 3 came out, they made it with Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles in mind. So it was kind of like the first half of what should have been a much larger game. And there were like spots in Sonic 3 that were just like, oh, here's like a rock wall that looks obviously breakable, but Sonic can't break it. And there's like a there's like a path behind it, and you can't see where it goes. You're like, there's more levels there. How do you get there? And the answer came later, which was, oh, you you buy Sonic and Knuckles, and then Knuckles can break through that wall when you're playing as him. But it was when you, when you had the two games together, it formed this like massive mega Sonic game that it blows away all the other Sonic games. It like Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic Three. You know, first of all, that, that whole lock-on concept was cool and interesting, technically, at the time. But this, the resulting game, it was massive. It, was, it has hours and hours of gameplay. The levels are huge. Because you basically have two Sonic games glued together, you have multiple levels. You have all their bonus stages intertwined throughout. So there's like six different kinds of bonus stages. W- one thing I notice a lot about Sonic & Knuckles when playing through is that compared to the other Sonic games, uh, it has especially good music. Like, it, the music of Sonic Knuckles just sticks in my head so much. Um, also, the enemies are a lot harder than most Sonic. Like, just like the everyday level enemies are much harder. Um, in Sonic mode, uh, there's an excellent long story arc building to what I would consider probably the best final bosses and final boss levels in the entire generation. Um, Knuckles mode is is not quite as good. It's a little bit shorter, but it actually is different enough to be worth playing if you're a super fan like I am. Um, and and again, like we were saying about how Mario three kind of embarrassed other NES games, I would say Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic three really embarrasses almost every other Genesis game in just how incredibly good it is. Graphics, music, uh, depth, even just overall fun. An amazing, amazing game. That's my number two. I never got into the Sonic games. My brother really liked them. Um, we had a Genesis. We were one of those terrible families that had <laughs> you had all the systems. two of the same generation system. Of we had a Genesis and a Super Nintendo at the same time. They were awesome. Anyway, yeah. so that was the only time that that ever happened. We then went forth with <laughs> Nintendo with only. Nintendo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I mean, the Sega Master System really was not a very competitive system. The, the NES owned that generation, and then. After uh, you know, after the 16-bit era with the uh, N64 versus Sega Saturn, and then you know Dreamcast came later, and then like Sega, basically the Genesis was the only system Sega ever made that was really successful. What was the Sega LaserDisc one? What was the Sega CD? That was it. And then there was the 32X. (laughs) I mean, like Sega had a long string of of not great products after the Genesis. And I don't Um, think either of us really played any original PlayStation either. No, you know the original PlayStation was a crap system. It was. I hated. Sometimes so mad at the controllers. They hit their shape so weird. When sometimes the market chooses badly, and in that case, the market shows badly. Like the, the the original PlayStation was. 
I mean, part of the reason was like CD-ROM games back then. These, these were loading off of these 1X CD-ROM drives. They were incredibly slow to load. The disc would get scratched and break all the time. And they, they, these systems were 3D capable, but they, could, they couldn't do 3D well. So you had these like crappy, like low polygon, low, you know, blurry, big textures. Everything was like a flat wall. You walked down the hallways and they would like warp. You know, like it, it, that first generation of like Saturn and PlayStation One was just so bad at 3D. The, the, the first system to do 3D well was N64, and even it just barely did it well. But anyway, your number one. My number one is Mario Two. Yeah, no, it was already number four. <laughs> you can it's it number four and number one. Anyway, <laughs> my number one is The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, which is the Zelda on Super Nintendo. This game very much like why I picked Mario, uh, the Super Mario World, mm-hmm. is because it again it just looks beautiful. That assume when you go from that eight bit world of the NES and you jump into the Super Nintendo. Unless you were alive during that time and it was a big thing for you and you, the first time you saw these games and how great they looked, how much they looked like a cartoon you were normally used to watching and just the age of wonder that you, that we were at that time when these came out, seeing Zelda and uh, I should say seeing Link in that light and in that world and the way that they were able to navigate through the world and the way things had so much more texture and depth and the puzzles and the water and the desert, like the way the map was just the map itself is very beautiful to look at. And the way you got to interact with other characters, it just made the game come alive. Like you couldn't believe, I mean, just like playing the little flute and seeing the little animals scurrying around, like having all of that there just brought this game alive and again i love i love the zelda games because of the collecting aspect of it i like um the sword fighting the arrows i i like getting all the different boots and tunics and all this kind like i like gathering all that kind of stuff you get the flippers from the people in the water anyway so there's so much great stuff i was very into fairies and all of that fantasy world when i was younger so that just really, really appealed to me. And the first time seeing A Link to the Past, it just, it was great. I loved every part of it. And again, this was another game that on my own, I was able to play through all the way and it was just delightful. And yes, Zelda, Link to the Past, number one. A very solid pick also. Thanks. All right, my number one. The reason I didn't say much about your Mario World pick is my number one is Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Whoa! Yeah, which is and this is this was a tough pick to make because uh, I didn't own a Super Nintendo. As I said, I, I was a Genesis owner. But you got to play all these games. How did you play all these games? I ended up playing. Mo- I mean, I, some of these like Mario World, I actually did play at the time just at friends' houses. Some of the other ones like Super Metroid and stuff, I I played later on, like emulated in college. But really, Mario World. I mean. To the rest of the world, when I was talking earlier about Street Fighter Two, like kind of taking the world by storm and like blowing everybody away, it did that for me, but not nearly as much as it could have because I wasn't that into fighting style games, really. But I was very much into platformers. Like platformers were like my my genre. Like that that is the only kind of game I really played it in 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 uh, great uh, length at great length on those generation of consoles. As a Genesis owner, 
very few Super Nintendo games ever made me think, man, I wish I had a Super Nintendo right now. But Super Mario World did that in in spades. I mean, Super Mario World, it for a Genesis owner, because the Genesis came out first, for a Genesis owner to then see that for the first time, to see Mario World for the first time, I think all of us were just like, oh, crap, that's really good. Like, <laughs> like oh, crap, we might have bought the wrong system, or we wish we had this system right now. It is so, so good. And, you know, in, in all the ways that I described earlier about how, you know, compared to other games in the system, it really does embarrass most of them. Like, compared to most Super Nintendo games, Mario World really does embarrass the crap out of them. Like, it's such a good game. But even- I, I have to say, though, when you're saying, you know, you got the Genesis, Genesis owners were embarrassed when they mm-hmm. saw Super Nintendo games. NES owners were embarrassed once they saw uh genesis games yeah of course when you saw that first genesis game when you saw altered beast for the first time it just (laughs) oh that just blew my mind so bad i could not believe that a game could look like that right from your grave i just it affected me in a very deep way thank you altered beast and then Echo the Dolphin after that. But it was mostly Altered Beast. It's a big gap between those two. <laughs> well, by the time we got our that's, Genesis, it came with Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, that's and like when my, you missed all of Sonic in the middle there. <laughs> well, no, we got the Sonic games too. But like, you know, my <laughs> uncle, when he first brought home the Genesis, it came home with Altered Beast. Yeah, yeah. And the other, yeah, when games, when consoles used to come with games. Yeah. Wait, don't no, they still do it? Uh, it was certain bundles do yeah I mean no I mean like my Genesis came with Altered Beast and that was the only game I had the literally the first six months I had a Genesis the only game I had was Altered Beast that's like four levels uh, I think it's six but <laughs> yeah it's it was not I'm uh, not not a great game power uh, up anyway so <laughs> welcome to your doom um, so Mario World you know going back to the Super Mario World for Super Nintendo I mean this game, like I, I remember when I first saw it at at, a, at my neighbor's house, who had gotten you know the super, the brand new Super Nintendo. What really blew me away about it was not only the graphics, as you said, like the so the Genesis had focused a lot on sheer processor power to drive a whole bunch of stuff on screen. Like so, the Genesis was good if you had like a sports game, like a football game, where you have to animate like sixteen different sprites on the screen at once. Genesis could do that better than Super Nintendo. Where the Super Nintendo was better was in the the level of detail that individual graphics could have. So it it had more colors. It had uh, I think it had a way better sound chip. Um, and and so like the it kind of it what it was able to show on screen was like fewer moving objects, like fewer things, but those things could look way better than on the Genesis. And so that's like kind of what what I noticed immediately when I when I first saw Mario World. Not only how just amazing the colorful graphics were, like the it, you could tell immediately this was like a, a, a massive leap forward. Um, and, then, and then I also do remember the sound being a really big thing. Like when you first go into the cave levels, oh, and yeah. all the sounds echo. Yes, I love that. I don't think I think that was the first game I ever saw that where, where like the sound would have echo effects added yeah, you, to it you'd hear caves, the like, thunk and it would go yeah. or like the dripping noise and yeah yeah it, it, like, and it had that's the thing it had ambience too mm-hmm. like it like and a lot of the ambience was simply just some of the enemy noises being different like when you were in the cave you hear the birds flapping away mm-hmm. the, or when you did it you were on the spring in mm-hmm. the cave and it, how how that would echo yeah it would echo or like if you if you like if you threw a shell you could the blink and it would like that part would echo like mm-hmm. It, w- it did such a great job of sound design and of, of ambience and of graphic design that it really made you feel like you were moving through these different advanced places more so than most other games. And of course, you know, it had... I love the sound of the bubbles popping in the There's forest in the forest oh, yeah. level. The little flack. The- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The level where you can get all the lives. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible game. And 
again, like compared to most other platforms, the level of depth you have in that game, there are so many levels, first of all. Mm-hmm. And so many of the levels have two different ways to leave. Have the, they have the alternate exits, and you, like, you have to find the alternate exits to get to certain parts of the map or to finish certain levels. And like, just the amount of depth in that game, it, it was also one of the first platforms where you could replay levels. Mm-hmm. Like that was another another innovation. That like most games before that, most platform games, you couldn't replay levels infinite times, and that was one. Well, where, like, you'd go back to certain levels to get certain stuff, right? Or to find the second exits. Like, so you kind of had to go back to different levels yeah. if you actually wanted to play the full game. Which was that was actually very fun. Was remembering, oh, let me go back here and get the blue Yoshi instead, and yeah, Mario World, and you know, as as a Genesis owner, I only had one Genesis game on my list. Like there's for good reasons. Like I was able to play all these afterwards and some during that time, and and I think overall, while there were some really great Genesis games, the best games of the generation were on the Nintendo platforms of both eight and sixteen bit, and and even after you know even the N sixty four generation, I'd say the same thing, uh, which is you know it it kind of hurts as a, as a Sega person to say that, but it, it, it these games were just so good, and Mario World by far is the one that that like draws me back in whenever I see it and like I want to play it more than any of the other ones. Just pull you back in. Yeah. And now I'm probably going to play it again after this because I haven't... That was that was the first one I played on the emulator for, with Adam. Mm-hmm. So that was like two months ago. So like now I want to go back and, and start that again because now I played through all the Sonics, all the other Marios. Uh, but, I did the two yeah. Zelda. I did the two Zeldas. Yeah, you've been doing all, been doing all the Zeldas. And... Yeah. I have to say that my top Zelda pick is my favorite Zelda game, period. Yeah, and, the Super Nintendo one. Yeah it, yeah. it was great. After that, it just started getting weird. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, I think that's it for now, right? That's that's it for this episode, right? Yeah. I mean, I was really expecting you to have a lot more Sonic games. I was. I forgot about Tetris, so I'm not surprised mm-hmm. about that because I do know how much you really like that. I've gotten you various Tetris gifts throughout the years. But I completely am surprised that you went more Mario instead of more Sonic. That's the thing. I mean, like, I, I love the Sonic games and... I, you know, they will always hold a special place in my in my nostalgic heart because that's what I had growing up. We still have your Sega in the attic. Yeah, uh, you know, and and Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic Three was my top was my number two pick. So like they they are really good. Just Mario World is better. It, it's simple as that. Like yeah. it, now, you know, it, and even I mean, I even I even kind of knew this at the time. Like I, Mario World was one of the games I would always want to play at my friends' houses because like i just wanted more of it like it's so good and i played through it a number of times in college on emulators and so yeah it's it's such a good game that's awesome I mean, we should play mario kart with adam i think he'd be really into that I don't yeah think he's seen that mario the 64 one especially with the balloons on the back yeah i think we're probably gonna have to get some kind of nintendo system pretty soon so we could buy all the old games on the virtual console and fun because like we, we can't go past 16-bit on this emulator we're having we yep. on the apple tv so all right we'll, we'll give it a out. shot right. cool thank you everyone for listening and uh, I guess that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Do, cool. do, 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 Are you going to join in or what? No. Do, 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 The funny thing is you're singing Mario 1, which none of us picked. That's okay. Do, 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 do. Wait. You should be Mario 2. Terrible game. Thank you.